0: I mean, we're witches, (laughs) basically. Hey, witch, It's Rach. You've really gotten to know me and I want to get to know you. Enroll in my virtual self-love course, Learn to Fucking Love Yourself, and we'll connect one-on-one in your complimentary coaching call. Learn to Fly is a crash course that'll heal your entire internal world. It covers inner child work, cord cutting out the bullshit from your life, Marie kondo your mind, and tactical exercises that will teach you how to enjoy being you. Read the stellar reviews and enroll at rachelleforrest.com slash learn to fly. Let's get high on self-love, baby. What is up,
1: witches? You're listening to Basic Witches. I'm Rachel LaForest. And I'm Leah Knauer. And today in the quote stew, (laughs) we have pro-witch and author Vinnie Higginbotham. Oh, it's such a cool name. I love saying it. (laughs) A witch indeed. And he has a new book coming out soon,
0: How Witchcraft Saved My Life. And you're going to hear a lot about that and um, a lot about what magic means to each of us and some cool
1: like synchronistic stories in Mm. this episode so synchronistic Um, if you are listening to this on the day that this drops on a witchy Wednesday um, then you still have time to join our full moon circle our full zoom circle (laughs) if you will Um, so go to the link in our bio on our Instagram at basic witches and you can join it's a wolf moon in Leo it's going to be really fun and healing and Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to see you witches there oh
0: woo and as if that was enough when you're done with this episode you've got more good stuff to check out we have another soul fire show that's really worth your listen it's called that sex chick have you ever wondered if there's more to sex than what you've been taught well alexa martinez is here to show you what
1: the more is how sex can be edgy playful and fulfilling beyond your wildest dreams Alexa is a sex coach and a business mentor and an intuitive guide so she takes you on a journey of pleasure discovery to show you how to create your best sex life and you know we're down with that so be sure to listen to that sex chick right after you enjoy this episode Let's do it. Let's do it. Vinny, I'm so excited to talk to you because this has been a journey. How long have you been trying to get on the show?
2: Oh, like November. Before the pandemic. Yeah, before the pandemic, like November 2019. I was like, uh, I, so first off, I found out about The Basic Witches from, like, you guys did an interview with God, the comedian. Yeah, yeah that's so funny. And I was like, let me just dive right in and find them. And I found your podcast. And then I was obsessed, and I listened to every episode and I was um, like doing the electricity in my cabin and like for weeks in November, I was like running wiring and listening to the basic witches. <laughs> and then I found out about Leah and how she like reached out to um dude who does silent Jane Bob or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- Jane Silent Bob. Yeah. Um, right. So whatever. Um, and I was like, whoa, that's so smart. Let me do that to them because they'll probably appreciate it. And I think I should be on this show because I had just gotten my book deal and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna want to promote this and I want to promote here first because oh. I really like the vibe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this is my interview. You're honored. Oh based on my virginity. I am deep- <laughs> like-
0: ready to pop. That cherry yeah. for you, Vinny. Um, nah. well, you were my first interview about the assault last October. Mm. Um, so we, we're it's going both ways.
2: That's cool. I like yeah. the restaurant. The-
0: yeah. And this is so cool that I remember you reaching out at first, and um,
1: and now this is here all of a sudden. Like, we set this and date, and you sent us. You sent us basic candles. You made a candle in a Starbucks cup. I still (gasps) have it. Mine has, I used the candle and you made Mm. it for us for big money.
0: And then I put plants in it now. Mm. At the end, I'll have to run and grab it and show
1: you.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. I saw it. I saw that like Leah uses hers too. And I was like, yes, like that's so cool. I keep my
1: roses in it for when I do like rose magic. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like I just randomly last Christmas, I was like, I really feel like I need to send them something. I don't even know why. Like I, like, I had no reason to feel that way. You know what I, mean? um, because it wasn't like, I was like, Oh, I'm going to like get on their good side or anything like that. I was just like, <laughs> eat this. And so I was like, let me make them candles. Cause I'm really into like making magic candles. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like, it just came out of me. It was really cool <laughs> though. I still have to- well, I- the. In- I, I, out. out. <laughs>
0: The, well, the cups are Starbucks, which you obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, you sought it out because it's perfect yeah. for us. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. basic. <laughs> Yo, yeah, was, Well, they have, have this.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, how has like, I mean, this year has been a crazy year for everyone. The past nine or ten months, um, and you, on top of it, were writing your book during that time. Mm-hmm. Like, how how was that for you?
2: all right, I feel so guilty for saying things like this, but it's just honest, right? Yeah. Emic um, has helped me flourish. I mean, and like as horrible as that is, like I know how bad everything is in the world, right? But because of the pandemic, I like, I'm not an introvert. I very much like want to be around people and doing things. And so not being able to do that kind of helped me focus everything in. Mm. And then like, I mean, I finished my cabin because of it. Like so many things happened because of the pandemic that made me, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty high um, level producing anyway. Like I produce nonstop because I know that that's what I have to do in order to get where I want to be. Like I'm a hard worker and I'm an all fire. So it totally makes sense. (laughs) Um, but like the pandemic really helped with all of that because there were a lot Mm -hmm. less distractions. Mm -hmm.
1: Totally. Literally going in and staying inside. I relate to that. Mm. Getting my home life in order, like creating a, an environment that is conducive for me creatively.
2: Right. I feel that. I think it's all in that way. Like it probably, I mean, I hope I hope that something good came out of it and that a lot of people were able to, you know, get their home life in order in ways that they never could because the Mm -hmm. rest of the world is so distracting, you know, Mm -hmm. like at some point you just get tired of Netflix and Hulu and everything. And you're just like, let me focus on something else, you know? (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. And for me, I am an introvert. So it's just been like realizing that's okay and really leaning into it. It's so... Yeah, and it's an extrovert's world that we're living in. So mm-hmm. it is a lot of um I feel like I have to explain myself a lot to people that I really need that much alone time.
2: I don't think you should have to explain
0: that to anyone. But like people who are extroverts and and like you know, it's more normal to be outward and to be
2: in this society
0: it's just what's like the norm. Like
2: right. Like but- I don't know. I feel like the normal is not normal. <laughs>
0: <You> know, I-, <laughs> I agree with you. I definitely yeah. agree. The normal so, is a conception.
2: Normal- right. It's
0: made up. It's a, it's I- a you know, preconceived notion that we decided on, but it's not real. But yeah, <laughs> it's what people are used to.
1: Well, yeah. Vinny, what is your book about? Because I assume it's about your journey into witchcraft. Can you tell us about that? And yeah, so How Witchcraft it, Saved Your
2: Life. Yeah. So it's called How Witchcraft Saved My Life, Practical <laughs> Advice for Transformative Magic. And it's kind of partially memoir, partially how to use transformative magic. Um, so basically, I hate to use the word tragic, but I kind of had a rough go at it from like, I don't know, like my earliest memories until like I turned 33. Um And Mm. it's basically just kind of this journey about like things that I went through and how if I had understood the principles of magic at the time, I could have used them to help transform the situation to, to help me out better, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, know what I just realized? I'm so sorry. This is way off topic, but like Leah's wearing white, you're wearing black and I have gray on.
0: (laughs) Oh oh my gosh. Trifecta.
1: <laughs> love it. <laughs> <laughs> Neapolitan.
2: Like, That's just my Aries brain.
1: Yeah, um, I love it.
2: But yeah, so anyway, um, it's just kind of that that idea that you know magic can help you. I mean, it's not going to do mm-hmm. the work for you, um, which I believe I talk about in the book. Um, it's hard to remember what I talk about in the book because it's been <laughs> since I turned it in, right? And I'm always reread it, but um, I know it obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just kind of like if you use the principles of magic to transform your situation, you can make it better. And once I once I harnessed that skill,
1: mm-hmm. it
2: really started to show in my life.
1: Yeah, like because what is what magic happened- to you? How do you define magic?
2: Um okay, so my personal definition of magic is using um the source as i call it uh to manifest and manipulate the the world i live in to fit my desires mm-hmm. right so like like you know i wanted a, i wanted a house without a mortgage so i built a cabin but <laughs> i did magic around that mm-hmm. to like help that happen you know to get the materials and the know-how and everything yeah how did mm-hmm. you do that what is the cabin magic that you used So, I mean, I did a lot of, um, at first it was um, a lot of prosperity magic, which Mm. really didn't get me that far. But then when I started, like, when I really broke it down, I was like, all right, what do I need? I need a skill. So, like, I did magic for the skill and then I got a job on a construction team. And, like, I mean, I (laughs) Um, I have a, so I got this background in construction. I started learning things like how Mm. to run electricity and, like, put up walls and, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. And then um, I needed the money to to get the shell for the cabin. So then, like, I quit that job and got this other job that worked me like crazy, mm-hmm. right? So here's that prosperity magic coming in and uh, into fruition. But, like, I hated the job and I worked mm-hmm. all the time. And then when I quit the job, I had enough money to get the shell for my cabin. So, like, I mean, just things like that. It was all mm-hmm. just... Like, hey, how do I do this now? And then a lot of it was connecting to the spirit to to kind of get the knowledge out of the ether on mm-hmm. the thing that I did, you know, or mm-hmm. like where to find things like that yes
1: Mm -hmm. what it sounds like and what manifestation is is like looking at the world that is already around you the people places things and it sounds like you were looking out like the first job you got the knowledge and the experience that no one can ever take that away from you once you learn something it's forever in your brain you know and then the second one gave you the money to be able to do it so it's yeah all these different things coming into place leading up to the big image Right. That. right. And I'm so curious. You were so specific with
0: 33. You were like, things were hard until I was 33. How do you know uh, that? How, what do you remember about
2: it? So like, well, first off I moved to South Carolina. I left Philadelphia when I was 33. I didn't um, know you were from Philly. I'm from South Philly. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. I well, So I've lived all over America because my parents were military. And mm. then, um, mm. and, I decided to go to college. And I went back to Philadelphia because it's where I was born. I grew up in like um, Bucks County and Montgomery County area. Oh, my God. Amazing. <laughs> so <And close>. then, <laughs> like I left and I've been all over the place. And then when I decided to go to college, I was like, well, I'm going to art school. So I want to go create where I was created. So I moved oh. to Philly to Philadelphia. And then when I graduated, I moved to South Philly. I turned it the South Philly slums um, because it was, you know, pretty rough, but Mm -hmm. I loved it. And then um, around 33, I decided to leave because I wanted a slower life. So Mm -hmm. I moved to South Carolina because I have family here. Like my brother and my sister live here. Mm -hmm. And now I live on like four and a half acres in South Carolina and there's like trees everywhere.
1: (laughs) I love it. (laughs) When did the hubby come into your life?
2: So my husband and I, on the 22nd um, of January, will we will have been married for four years. And we were together for two years before that. Like, literally, we met in January. And then two years later, in January, we got married. So mm. or I'm 39, 35, 34. Like, I was, like, 33,
1: 34. Wow. And Do you think that's like, connected?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, so... I always, I always thought I was going to die at 33 for, like, the longest time because I had this, like, really crazy life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, when people read the book, they'll see, like, oh, my God. Like, it's kind of weird that I actually made it and never went to jail and never got in trouble. Like, did mm-hmm. you know, Um, But I kind of always thought that I'd die at 33 because of Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because he was 33. And mm-hmm. when uh-huh. he died, like, I don't know. I guess I had a Messiah complex. Thank God I got over that. <laughs> oh, but... Uh, yeah. Like, um I just kind of <laughs> thought I would die. And then like I did, but it wasn't like physical. You
1: were um, like reborn
2: though, uh, if anything, right? Right. And it was like just your this, birthday. Right. And it was just this whole thing that happened. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm not the person I was anymore. And then I mm-hmm. like husband and fell in love with his kids, and they're they're my kids now too, obviously. And um like mm-hmm. just changed everything because that's what I wanted. You know, it wasn't like I had mm. to make, changes. I didn't have to, but like, it's the changes that I wanted to make. So mm-hmm. it out as like a specific year for me. That when you decided to
1: leave at 33, were you like, did you already have the vision of the life that you wanted or were you uh, just open?
2: So no, I actually left, um, Philadelphia because it was really rough on me. It got, Tough near Mm -hmm. the end. Um, I actually tried to kill myself, um, Mm -hmm. right before I decided to leave. It was like a year before I decided to leave, and then left South Philly and moved in with my aunt for a little bit and got like this, um, got a pretty good job like managing a shoe store. Like, I mean, it was worth it, right? Um, and then while I was there, I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to move back to South Carolina because my brother was having a baby, and I was like, Mm -hmm. I want to be a good uncle. Mm -hmm. So, um, that was the catalyst for moving, and that was the whole reason. I like, in hindsight, when I look at it, I'm like, oh, I came here because I wanted a family, and now I have a family. But uh-huh. I didn't. Time, I wasn't like, I'm going there to get married, have kids, yeah, just be part of a family. And then I came mm-hmm. here, literally everything that makes a family happened. Like I got mm-hmm. married, have kids, oh. you know, and-
0: so how you said you feel like a different person. Mm -hmm. And I mean, do you feel that you
2: killed off a certain version of yourself or a part of yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So like there was something that I was trying to get away from. And in hindsight, now that I look back at it, it was definitely loneliness. Um, Mm -hmm. like I've never been one to be like, Oh, I'm lonely. Like I'm really cool with being alone, even though I'm an extrovert. I want to be by myself a lot, you know, like, and I'm cool with it. I like my own company. Um, like I paint and I write and I do things. And so like, it's, it, those are things that are done alone, you know, mm-hmm. like it's not fun for anyone else to watch you paint for yeah. hours on. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> or <laughs> sit there and write. <laughs> <What>? Yeah. <laughs> or, or sitting and writing like. <laughs> right. Like it's not exciting for somebody else. So I'm, all, I've always mm-hmm. been cool with that. But, you know, in in Philadelphia, I was like struggling and um, trying to, I thought, all right, well, I'm going to be an artist and like all this stuff. And I was constantly writing, like working toward writing books and different things. And then it never came to fruition. It was always just this rough kind of thing. And so um, when I tried to kill myself, I was trying to escape that. I was just trying to get out of the struggle. And then as it all played out, years later, I can look at it and I'm like, oh, well, I did get out of the struggle. Like I literally did kill that part of me that was constantly struggling because afterward I came into the place of like, that's really when I started this journey, this serious journey of witchcraft, you know, and it started small. It was like, it was not specifically witchcraft at the time. Mm. It was very like the secret and law of attractions. And then, um, it like The secret a-
1: is like the gateway drug to spirituality <laughs> because that was my first taste. <laughs>
2: a lot of people, it can be. Same. I know that like other witches in the community are like, oh, the secret, blah. And they like are, you know, they're naysayers. And that's okay because everybody has their own entry point. And it doesn't matter how you came to that point. It's it's where you went from that point, you know? And so I think it's great to like have that as the gateway drug. Um and then it, like, kind of became Hinduism because I really was like, oh, I love this kind of um, polytheistic idea. But then I couldn't connect to it because culturally it just didn't I, – I wasn't raised in it. It wasn't, like, my mm-hmm. culture. You know, so it was hard to grasp. But I tried to understand a lot of it. And then um, my sister – who's like my best friend, she actually lives on the same land as me. That's why I like look that way. Um, like she and I went to this Hindu temple one day and I guess they're called yogis or gurus. I don't know. But the guy who was sitting in the temple, like teaching people stood there and, or sat there and talked with us for like an hour about how God is like gold and mm-hmm. that like, it can be an earring or a ring, or a necklace, and even though it has a different shape, or a different name Mm. to all these people, still at its core, it's gold, and I I was like, oh, shit, yes, this Mm. is what I've always said, God is like, Mm -hmm. gold. like, it makes, he worded it so much better than I ever could, Mm. Um, and like, I just, that really resonated with me, so it's kind of my mantra now, is that like, when I talk about witchcraft, I live in a very Christian place, so a lot of people are like, a little bit off but and I'm like really it's my connection to the source Mm -hmm. and that's your witchcraft like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't call it witchcraft because that's not what you call it but at the end of the day like it's your casting just like this Mm -hmm. is mine and so like that was the real like moment where I was like oh yeah let me step into this I've been watching
1: this show called surviving death oh it's so good (laughs) about like are you watching it? It's so good about mediumship. But they said something recently that really resonated me, with me. It was like a spell is a prayer, like a yeah. mantra, mm-hmm. any kind of witchy, like a spell is just saying, it's praying to spirit. It's yeah. the same. It's all the I love birth. that.
2: It's all the source. That's how I see it. That's why I call it the source. Like, I mean, I have a deity that I work mm-hmm. with. Um, I'm very specific with Hektay, um, because that's my connection to the source. But mm-hmm. like, I think anybody's connection to the source is the same thing. You know what I mean? We just all have different egregories that we connect to it with.
0: Yeah. Wait, why does Hecate feel... I was going to say, why is Hecate your bae? Like, why do you work with her? (laughs) Oh,
2: like... There's so many reasons, but I guess the main one is that she's super dynamic. Um, If you research Hecate, she's got like hundreds of epithets, which are different names or kind of like purposes um, Mm. that she kind of stands for. So there's like, I mean, they're all in Greek and I don't speak Greek. So I just use the English um, definitions. Like there's one where she's like, she wanders the hills and mountains and um, of the ocean and... uh, you know to be victorious and different things like that and so there's so many of them that i couldn't possibly sit here and do the whole list like i don't even know the whole list by heart obviously um but she's just this really dynamic all-purpose goddess and then she's also the goddess of the witch so like like i mean it just makes sense because i identify as a witch and like when Mm -hmm. i was young i identified as a witch and then stepped away from that and tried to find myself so i guess it was like uh dark night of the soul for a long time mm-hmm. and then when I came back to it I was doing this whole ritual where I was like rededicating myself to the path right and the only name that came through was Hecate so before I really even knew who she was she was telling me to work with her mm-hmm. and wow. that's, that's why she's my bag. Hecate is my bag. <laughs> that's what you can type <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
1: how does your family feel about witchcraft
2: so my sister is a witch as well yes my mom is like totally low-key witchy like she's like like she's her family's sicilian and so she's super catholic but if you walk into her house there's all this like witchy shit everywhere Mm -hmm. and she's like no this is my catholic stuff and it's no mom this is witchcraft Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you are and then now like that my sister and i are both very open about it she's Opening up more about it, but well, I've always known I was a witch. Like I've always been like, she's a witch. I know she is. Mm-hmm. Like even before I was seriously into this path, I was like, my mom's a witch. I kind so- of
0: yeah. That I was getting so many visuals when you were because I was trying to like see what it looked like in your mom's place, and I was seeing like votive candles, the and like the statuesque Mary stuff, and I was seeing how like oh my gosh, I was seeing um the chilling adventures of Sabrina, how like. <laughs> There's so much of the style and look of Catholicism that actually looks Mm. like witchcraft. And I never thought of that. Like Mm. swinging incense, um, the school uniform, like.
2: Listen, I went to a funeral over the summer because my grandmother died. And Mm. like, I've never been to a Catholic funeral, right? And so like, they start doing the swinging incense and everything and I'm smelling, I'm like, that's fucking frankincense. (laughs) like they're yeah. witches here. i was like this. I feel like I'm I'm doing a ritual right now. Like what the fuck? That like, smell. This, I call the spirit, and I was just like. And then they're speaking in Latin, and they have all like catholicism is very witchy you're
1: like yes Me- witches.
2: <laughs> but it's like it's so funny
0: that they condemn witchcraft and say it's like a satanistic thing because mm. yeah also all the miracles described in the bible like the burning bush it's like that was probably a witch doing a ritual and like a bush caught on fire like
1: there's so, so like, like
0: magic
2: <laughs> in in genesis they um talk about uh, I don't, I don't know what God they're, they're up against. Right. But I think it's Moses or somebody, let's just say Moses, I could be wrong. So let's just make sure that that people, any listener knows I'm probably wrong, <laughs> but it was Moses who like went up against this like sorceress who I, I want to say maybe it was Balal that they were like working with. And like when Moses was doing the magic, he was getting success, but when the other person was, they weren't getting success. So like, that just goes right back into like, it doesn't matter if you're following the Bible or if you're like some other like pagan pantheist witch, like it's all magic, Mm -hmm. right? And it's all tapping into essentially the same source, but like God, Yahweh of the Bible, um I guess would be like one agrigor, but at the end of the day like Hecate was written about in like 8 BC mm-hmm. so she's old as shit mm-hmm. and at the same time and she's a titanist like the only titanist that Zeus did not take down at the end of the day you got some stature if you're the <laughs> <Yes>. titan- <laughs> you know yeah yes. um, I love it who who are the deities that you
1: work with besides Hecate
2: so I typically only work with Hecate and Hermes okay. sometimes. So it's very Hellenistic, but I'm really into Ganesh also. Like I uh-huh. have a Ganesh that uh-huh. hangs out, right? And so I'm super into just the idea of Ganesh, but I don't know a whole lot about him. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't try to dive too far into that. My husband, who is not a witch, um, every time he sees a statue of Ganesh, he's like, oh the little elephant guy I like him I'm like <laughs> and every time that's he dude <laughs> and I'm like dude he wants to work with you and he's like yeah. no, that's not that's not mm. like my very Christian um, he calls it a mm. book. And I'm like all right that's fine like we can wow, be different how, how do you get a like how do you get along with those super different <laughs> beliefs so I just I understand that it takes a village like it like mm. it. I can't run the world on my own, right? So obviously I need all opinions and all types. And I really like Mm. the idea of looking at the world from the bird's eye view, right? From like up above. I don't want to see it from down here. Mm. I Mm. want to understand what's going on. And the only way I'm going to do that is to give people their space to speak their mind also. So like Mm. another really good example of that is I live in South Carolina where everyone's for Trump. I mean it's a red state, right? Red is the bad color. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah red's the <a> bad color. <laughs> we can say that here. <laughs> I I love, I, I, this is why I wanted to be amazing. here. me. So yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. What um, is
1: that like energetically? Cause I'm so grateful to be in LA where it's very liberal.
2: So I mean, you really gotta ground yourself and mm. be like prepared because some people will want to come at you but Mm. I give them their space right I let them speak their mind and then I'm like well now this is what I think and then if they try to argue I'm like no it's okay for us to not agree and really like by and large because it's so not diverse here you Mm. come up against these people all the time and they're not like there is an extreme right and then there's a large gray area in between that dichotomy and then there's me which is like the complete other extreme (laughs) and so like I think my sister is the only family member I have who's not a Trump supporter. Mm -hmm. And so dealing with that is at first, like you want to kind of help them see, but at some point you have Mm -hmm. to realize they're, they're going to come to their understanding and their time. And you can't make, a you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can just be like, well, these are my opinions. And they'll be like, oh, well, you're stupid. And I'm like, okay, like, but they're valid. And then Mm -hmm. I'll listen to their points. And then I don't tell them they're stupid because how am I getting where by telling somebody that they're stupid, right? Like if I give them their space, then they're like, well, you accept me. So this isn't worth arguing. And like, it just moves forward. So Mm energetic, energetically, as long as I'm not giving it my energy, it's not draining because Mm -hmm. I don't have their energy in like, that's my choice to let Mm -hmm. their, and if I make the choice that it's not going to, then it doesn't.
1: I love it. So beautiful answer. Yeah. Taking the higher
2: path and in, in all mm-hmm. the ways. Listen, it took a long time to get here because I was yeah. ready. To get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. What does that work look like for you? Like what got you there in, in terms of like self-care and self-love and all that?
2: So I guess like for a long time, it was more about like wanting to be accepted Right. So like anytime somebody didn't accept me, first off, like, so throughout my childhood, I felt very like kind of unloved. Right. And, um, I was always told that I was a difficult kid or whatever. Well, I mean, all kids are difficult. Mm-hmm. My son, So like, I don't see how it's any different. Right. And so maybe mm-hmm. I'm super fiery. Like I'm all fire. And, um, like it might've been difficult because everyone else in my family is like water or earth. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I have none of that shit on my chart. And so <laughs> I, like, hardcore, you know? And so for a long time, I just wanted acceptance. And when people didn't accept me, I would like lash out and, and need to be petty because that way, at least I'm getting something out of it, you know? Mm. And I think that the, the work that I put into it was learning to love me, Mm. um, not being concerned with whether somebody else did or not, Mm, because at the end of the day, I am loved by people. They might not be the people that were intended to love me, but At the end of the day, the people who are intended to love me are in my life and loving me now. Right. Mm, Yes.
1: Yes. I so so relate. I I, so relate to that too. I I feel like.
2: To this planet. And I was like, all right, these are the people that I'm going to be born into. And then as I'm like growing up and they're not accepting me, it taught me how to find my own acceptance Mm -hmm. and how to seek that help because like it's very isolating when you're the only one like you right in your in your Mm -hmm. circle or whatever so you have to seek out and find people that are like you and then once you find them and you're like oh I'm not alone it's very easy to then like grow to love yourself like better because you're Mm -hmm. not isolated and -hmm. then and then you can come back to those people and be like it's okay like I know I'm and, that's and you like- see all the other people,
1: the, the like-minded people loving themselves and, and you see that it's possible and it's possible for you. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was just writing about that
0: in my morning pages today, like how, how rooted the people pleaser part of me is. And I was like questioning, trying to really search in my brain, like where did that come from in my childhood? Or what I came to was kind of, I think it was just, all around me all the time between capitalism, Catholicism, the patriarchy, like everything was set up to make me want to please everyone around me, but not love myself.
1: The youngest of eight.
0: Yeah. So I had to like fall in line and just Mm -hmm. kind of basically, I, I feel like I was living my life for other people until I was like 27 to 30. Wow. Like I had my Saturn return, have a lot of big finales in that time that really solidified it. But I was really only people pleasing before that.
2: Listen, my Saturn return included getting AIDS. <laughs> so like oh, fuck. I talk finales. No, not an oh fuck. It's like the best thing that ever happened to me. It opened my eyes hard. And I was like, Oh, because
0: you were facing death because you had to consider that.
2: So yeah, like I mean, so okay. The first thing is like HIV/AIDS is not a death sentence nowadays, right. like, Um And I take like a pill and I'm solid, right? Um, but then also, um, like when I first found out that I was HIV positive, it was really bad, and I actually did get sick. I had like posy sarcoma, which is like a type of cancer, uh-huh. and like I had to do like chemo and all kinds of shit, and so it it was actually kind of scary but what was amazing is that it was a reminder that mm-hmm. like like i was in college it was my last year of college i was about to graduate and i had to like do all my finals and everything and i went to art school so my finals were like creating projects like building furniture and shit mm-hmm. and um and so like i'm doing that while going to chemo and feeling mm-hmm. sick and like trying to get better and keep my life together and also like i'm a young like 28 year old like so i want to be out drinking and stuff too in Philadelphia with like the mm. Gamer Hood right there near my school. So I just, you know, I had to like live it up too. <laughs> and um I had a really good, like, I had a good support system who like reminded me all the time that this was like one of the easier things I've been through in my life. And like, it really wow. was because prior to college I was mm. homeless for a decade. And <sighs> so like, I know, look, it's all in the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting tidbits. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, it really was minor compared to so many Mm. other things. And so it was like, it was one of the best things because I can look at it and be like, Oh, I've had worse already. And I made it so I'm a survivor. Mm. It's cool. Mm. I'm like, you know, like, just gonna, I'm gonna make it. Mm. And it just, it, it was just another reminder hmm, everything as I came into this new like s- stage after Saturn, like returned and went through and everything. so
0: mm-hmm. the treasures in the trauma, I guess, like I agree because it 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 healed a lot of my most deeply rooted issues for mm-hmm. me. and it also brought up ones that I could then deal with that were like <laughs> secretly down low. And I feel yep. like mm-hmm. I can relate to you in that, you know, a traumatic thing can bring gifts and treasures.
2: Completely. I think that trauma is like maybe one of the best gifts that a person can go through. And it sucks when it go when you go through it. Right. But like, as you come out of it and you're like, oh shit, I'm fucking powerful. I can do anything. Yes. 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 It's, it's kind mm. of a high. Once you, once mm-hmm. you feel like you healed a big part of it, you're, you're like, like, what's next? Bring it I'm on. Who has it? trauma at some point and that's kind of I think where mm-hmm. we get our power because mm-hmm. we're like do anything so obviously I can manifest this job or this like mm-hmm. you know whatever you're manifesting mm-hmm. who knows
0: if you already saved your life if you already chose to live mm-hmm. if you already yeah faced death which is we've been talking a lot about shadow work this episode and the real work that goes into both witchcraft and your mental health mm-hmm. and Our partner BetterHelp is here to help you with that. They are online therapy with fully licensed professional therapists available to you.
1: They're so awesome and, dare I say, helpful. They match you with a licensed therapist from all over the world, and you can chat online with them whenever and wherever you are. It's so amazing, and what's extra amazing is because you listen to our show, you will get 10% off your first month. All you have to do is go to betterhelp.com slash basic witches. That's better com slash basic witches.
0: The industry's a little shut down, so Leah and I are pouring all of our acting abilities <laughs> into this amazing sounding voiceover. We hope that helped. And now back to this episode. I'm excited to get into the book. Um, am I going to cry a lot? I feel like I'm going to cry.
2: No, I mean, like, I don't know <laughs> if you're a crier. Okay. <laughs> I'm a crier. I'm a, I'm all water.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, but- Vinny, what are your signs? Aries, Aries, Aries?
2: <laughs> I'm Aries and then double Sag. So <gasps> oh, my- Awesome. Okay. Aries. So, I mean, it really makes sense. Like I'm always exceeding my boundaries, like nonstop. Um, fire's got to burn, baby. I mean, <laughs> and then at the very, like I hit everything head first, whether mm. I'm going to or not. I'm like, what? Brick wall, whatever. I'll go head first. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like, but as it, cause I'm Sagittarius, like I exceed. And mm-hmm. then like, yeah. I, I have uh, like two water signs and I think it's like Pisces, which is like in generational in a generational planet, maybe, um, like Pluto or Neptune or Uranus or something mm. like that. And then I think my Scorpio is like Saturn or Jupiter, but everything else is like fire or air.
1: I Mm -hmm. love it. My man's an Aries. Great leaders. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then your Sag
1: makes
0: sense that you interview people because Sagittarius likes knowledge seeking and asking a lot of questions. Learning. Mm -hmm. Mm. And when you were talking about um, how you try to see everything from above, that kind of Mm -hmm made me think of Pathios, one of your platforms you write for. Mm -hmm. Tell us, Mm -hmm. tell listeners about Pathios because it's an
2: all-inclusive, like all faiths. Really cool website that it's not religion specific, but then there's like religion specific sections. Mm -hmm. So there's... All the religions there, and one of them is Pathios Pagan, and um, I write on a platform called the Agora, which has several different writers and an amazing editor. Her name is Martha. Um, she's just the bomb. We're actually mm-hmm. she and I are working on our ne- on my on uh, the next book together. Yay! So, yes, really excited for that. Like I love working with her. She's just the best. Um, but like she edits the Agora, and that's all kind of witchcraft related. And then Pathios pagan is the bigger picture of all of that um but i mean outside of Pathios pagan i don't really know a whole lot about Pathios, um which is horrible to say i guess in an interview but I mean, the only the only religion or i guess like spiritual path that i'm trying to seek at this point is mm-hmm. just paganism right like mm-hmm. the witchcraft is where i'm at now and I, <laughs> what that's me too. <laughs> yeah. What kind but, of like, all right, I'm really going to take this serious now.
1: <laughs> what um, kind of witch do you refer to yourself as?
2: So I hate the word eclectic witch because I feel like all witches are eclectic, right? Mm. Like, I mean, kind I mean, of in the definition, grab bag. I mean, it's like, and I know that there's like Wiccans out there who are very like Wiccan. Right. And I mean, I think that that's great that that's their path, but I wouldn't call myself Wiccan. Like if anything, I'm just like a Hecatean folk witch because I just kind of and I use what's around me. Like mm-hmm. I live in woods and I find like dead birds and different things. And I work with all of it. I'm just like, all right, cool. Dead bird. Like, this is for a spell. And like, you know, like I just actually, I just like cleansed my whole property today with, um, like dragon's blood. And, and I did like this whole, um, iron stakes in the ground to like
1: steal Mm. everything
2: out. And then, I mean, it was just the whole thing, but like, I feel like that actually, some of that comes from hoodoo or like American folk magic of some sort. And I don't consider myself any of that. I just like, I don't really know where I learn a lot of things. Some of it just comes to me and some of it, I'm like, oh, cool. How do I do this? And I like read up, mm-hmm. but it's whatever really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Go with the flow, witch. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. right. You're like an right. easy I,
2: witch. I, and I'm an easy go with the flow witch. The- <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's
1: I, your main divination? Do you do, uh, do, you tarot. do tarot a lot?
2: Okay. I pull tarot every morning um, mm. for myself. I have tarot cards on my desk at work and people randomly come over and ask me to pull them for them. <gasps> awesome. Or yeah. right, let's do it. So like I pull tarot at work sometimes randomly. Like I work in a call center for one of the <laughs> biggest power tool companies in the world. Um, and I do like tech support. Um, so I help people learn how to oh, use their tools. That makes but, sense after
0: the construction background.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. I really love tools I know that that sounds weird but like power tools are my jam I love that
1: (laughs) definitely a first on basic witches
2: (laughs) but I I was saying like I'm like the big boy in the world and like you give me a power tool and I become he-man like I'm all about it I love 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 to like woodwork power tool like anything i like for well that's for- reminding
1: me you the messiah complex feeling like jesus was <gasps> a carpenter. carpenter he worked with tools
2: that's, shit. So had too. <laughs> that's so funny like that's so funny because if it ever like now i guess most of my life too like when it came to deities that i really like related to Outside of like thinking I was going to die at 33, it was always Hermes because he was like a traveler and an innovator and a communicator. And mm-hmm. that's kind of like all the things that I do, which is why I work with him. I actually have like flaming wings tattooed to my ankle uh, because I was like, I used to be a carny when I was 22. Like I traveled oh with my mom. gosh. Is that in the book too? I think, I don't know. Okay. I How don't think that I- like... And maybe briefly, but like, um, I was like, I worked at a traveling head shop. For, so like, basically we sold like bongs and stuff at carnivals and like incense burners. And it was really cool. It was called the Rock and Roll Boutique. It was pretty cool, but like, uh, that wasn't the life for me. Mm. But while I was doing it, I turned 22 and I was like, well, I'm traveling. Let's get wings at you to my ankles. And so <laughs> I did in Miami, Florida, like on my 22nd. It was awesome. And like, I didn't even have the money, like the money just kind of came to me for it. So, well, <sighs> like people were like, we're going to help you do this. And it, mm-hmm. they did. That's oh. awesome.
0: I, this, I feel like I have to tell this story. Cause it's, I've thought of it a few times with this conversation, but I had like a crazy moment a couple of days ago where I asked for a sign. Um, so I feel like I just have to tell you guys. So have you seen the movie into the wild? Into the lo- yes. I, oh Chris the the Canlis. I yes. talk about
1: this movie all the time. Yeah. Emil Hirsch. He's yes. incredible in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I didn't know you talk about it all the time.
1: I oh, yeah. had never seen it. Obviously, I heard oh, about so it, good. but yeah. And it's based I was on- in the bus. I, it might have been a replica of the bus, but in yeah. Alaska, there's like you can visit, there's a replica of the bus and you can go in. And yeah, I feel very connected to this story. So I'm really excited for whatever you're gonna say.
0: Whoa, <laughs> this is so cool that I can't believe I didn't know this about you, Leah. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, so for listeners who don't know, it is the true story of Christopher McCandless, who, which was made into a book by a, a different author um, and then a movie and real life story. He cut ties with his trust fund, his wealthy upbringing. He donated all his savings to feed mm-hmm. families um, and like burned his social security card completely detached from society and just hitchhiked and like Mm. slept on the side of the road. Um, he wanted to just live off the land and not be a part of society and like write Mm. and question everything. Um, and he ended up going to the last frontier, Alaska, like truly wild Alaska and like living on the land. Um, so anyways, I was resonating hard with it in a modern way because like getting off Instagram and like (laughs) forging my own path, I feel like I'm going into the wild, like I'm going against the grain. I'm doing the opposite of what business minded. Everything would
1: tell me to do. And I'm trusting. And I'm like, he burned his social security card. You burned your social media. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Leah. Yes, exactly.
0: Um, So anyways, I, the movie was hitting me hard. And then I was like, just, you know, when you're, when you're doing all those scary things, you start to question like, oh, is this a mistake? Like, You know, uh, am I sure my gut was right? Um, And I was feeling scared. So in my head towards the end of the movie, I was like, okay, tomorrow, just give me a sign that I'm on the right path. Like, I just need a magical sign that everything's going to be okay. And then I finished the movie and they show his birth and death date. And I was like, wait, I got to go back and see. I want to see how old he was. So I rewound and paused it. And his death date was like the most important date to me, which is the day of my uncle's passing slash my brother's birthday slash launching my self-love course dedicated to my uncle's (gasps) passing. Like this day means so much to me. And the, and the pause button, it was on two, two, two. Like that's where it was in the movie. Oh, two hours and twenty two minutes in was this date, yeah. And then, so I was huh? like, so I was like, okay, my sign came immediately. But then the next day, I went to go help out my sister, and she she gave me the location to meet her. And I get there, and it's a storefront that says Into the Wild. No, like, it had an actual wooden sign that said Into the Wild. Like it wasn't the name of the store, but what? there was something in the display. Yeah. Having nothing to do with the movie or the book? No, nothing to do with the movie. It was wow. like they were just using the phrasing. Um Wow. So I felt like really grateful to get signs like really fast. Wow. That's wow. so fucking And cool. like when you were talking about finding the dead bird on your property, it made me think of it.
2: So he was living on the <laughs> land. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he didn't
1: last that long, right? Wasn't it only a few months?
2: It, tragically. It did yeah. end tragically, but I he would argue it also to death
1: was
0: beautiful and... because right. it's what he, he wanted. He did what he wanted to do. Yeah. And he, he, had
2: a healing from a bunch, right? Yeah. It's so funny because I feel like I was just reading a book that like mentioned that. Yeah, mm. Yes. Like, I've been talking to my
1: boyfriend about this story and I saw it recently on Netflix. So I told yeah. him now I really extra need to watch it. Oh, with- I'm, yeah.
2: not, I'm about to go in and do, I'm going to be like, yeah
1: like why are these it's so streaming from all the witches watching
0: it and it's like he died but we're all talking about Mm -hmm. what his views of the world were like it it really hits like he's still inspiring people yeah Mm -hmm. he made me think and
1: feel Mm -hmm. mm-hmm the book is I would say better than that's what that's what I've heard I need to read the book too Mm -hmm. I read it in like eighth or eighth or ninth grade after I read Vinny's book yeah how witchcraft saved my life
2: (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) I love it Vinny um do you happen to have cards and I did not tell you so if you don't it's totally okay I forgot to ask you if you have them by
2: don't have them nearby. Okay. No. We'll pull for you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're all witches here, so it's like, yeah. Right. I actually anticipated <laughs> that you would ask me that, so I intentionally did not bring my cards with me because. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I'm horrible, and like I've been suffering imposter syndrome recently, mm. and like really working through it. Um, I definitely had a breakthrough yesterday, but like just after writing a book and then starting another one, and just all this stuff. It's it's really difficult and like so I don't know. Hopefully one day you both end up writing books too, and like you'll know. But like you reach out to people and you're like, hey, can you blurb this? And then like you might not hear from everybody that you really wanted to, mm-hmm. and that wreaks havoc on me, who's like, okay, my shadow is like, I need to be loved, I need to be liked, I mm-hmm. I have to have validation, and then I didn't get it. Well, I did. I got I got blurbs. Um, actually, two previous guests from your pod have blurred my book oh amazing yeah
1: can i this is just instantly reminding me we were talking about your journey of like the people who loved you didn't love you but you were seeing the people who do this is kind of another example of that like some people are going to blurb your book some people aren't right and like yeah
2: it's like those people didn't have time right but like Mm -hmm. in my head my shadow is like they hate you it feels so personal (laughs) this book like you know and I'm like no that's probably not true um but like Mm -hmm. you have to you have to come up against your shadow you really have to sit with your shadow and just like let it have its moment and then remember that that's just its moment Mm -hmm. and then you move forward out of it because it's a shadow you want to like move toward you know the sun or the fire Mm -hmm. the torches, as it were Hecate relation. (laughs)
0: i've been trying i've been learning to talk to my parts that are more of my shadow self in therapy and you can ask them questions you can get to know them you can see what they need so that they'll quiet down right like there's a lot you can work with in any part that's repressed any
2: shadow part like in what way do they answer you
0: Oh my gosh, because mm-hmm. like my therapist walks me through it with my eyes closed. So it's essentially like a meditation or a visualization. Um, and you're you're talking to your subconscious. Like I answer out loud really quickly. I hear the answers.
1: Mm.
0: Do you feel like that's kind of claircognizant also? Oh my gosh, with me, it could be. I don't know. There's there's <laughs> a lot of voices in my head. Like <laughs> it could be. <laughs>
1: Well,
0: cool. <laughs> yeah, I might be lucky that it's that it's kind of easy for me to get hear those answers. But um, mm-hmm. but regardless, like even journaling, you can get some some answers out of your subconscious.
2: Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Like it's usually like your intuition coming mm-hmm. out. Right. hmm. Well, Vinny, let's let's read for you. Actually, I want to ask because you said you pull tarot every day. What did you get today?
2: Um, So today I had. Oh, God, let me think. Today I had the nine of pentacles and I had the fool. So mm. I feel like it's just, I feel like that kind of, I, and I just let whatever happens, happen. So sometimes like 10 cards fall out. I'm like, all right, all 10 of these are the story. Let's find out. And then today it was just two. And um, I feel like it's just telling me to give that leap of faith because I'm just about there and ready to like reap my harvest. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I got out of my pool for the day. That feels like it was also s- talking about imposter
0: syndrome with the fool card. Right. like. Right. <laughs> but then nine right. of pentacles saying like you, you
2: are equipped in this career path that you've mm. chosen. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like, like, and definitely I'm getting those breakthroughs. It's just kind of, you have to sit with yourself and like yeah. let mm-hmm. it happen for a minute. Right. So a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. You cannot like speed your way to spiritual <laughs> learning.
1: Penny. Oh, yeah. It's
0: usually slow and arduous. It
1: takes time. It it's
0: work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's do some cards. I feel like pulling from the Rebel deck and Angel's deck. She is a Rebel. Yes. Um, and they're both pink. Love it. That- okay. So, Vinny, do you want to have a question specific? Or do you want this to be for the collective? Or, like, um, whatever you need to know?
2: I mean, what are you feeling? Like, do you feel like i'm what feeling collective okay. because, let's, let's, yeah so yeah like, not what everybody needs because you know things are weird right now
0: yes <laughs> and then we can like all interpret it the yes. three of us yeah um, okay these need a good shuffle like times are weird is is like an An understatement understatement. yeah understatement
1: of the decade
0: okay oh this is promising we got from the rebel deck some good shit is about to happen oh okay and and from angel's deck we got romance oh and then the the advice from the rebel deck is don't let your issues fuck it up good shit is Mm -hmm. about to happen don't let your issues
1: fuck it up romance right love it what do we think yeah basically like what we've been talking about don't let your shadows hold you back from the life that you deserve and and imposter syndrome like letting that hold us back because I feel like that too I think everyone feels imposter syndrome at every level yeah Mm,
2: yeah I would believe that I mean for the longest time I thought it was like a witch term because I'd never heard it before like really diving in and then Mm. the other Friend who's like not a witch at all he like makes music he was like yeah I'm really feeling an imposter syndrome I'm like wait <laughs> what <laughs> there so was like this really great conversation while we're supposed to be working we're like in our chat like talking mm-hmm. it was like really cool um mm-hmm. you know I think it's interesting that the romance was it romance yeah mm-hmm. angel card I think that it's really interesting that that came up because I think that it's not so much like personal romance between people but like with ourselves definitely right because you got to love yourself Mm -hmm. in order to like let great things happen (sighs) and not fuck up right yeah Mm -hmm. and like don't let
0: your issues fuck up the chance to love yourself
2: Mm. and if you don't love it then like you're gonna fuck it up and that like that makes that resonates for me there I mean obviously Mm. it's for interpretation right
0: but Mm -hmm. but for the collective I think that's what we're continuing to grow through is like being stuck inside and learning to love ourselves (laughs) yeah being stuck with ourselves yeah
1: and not letting yeah us hold us back exactly anymore because Mm -hmm. so many of us were Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. beautiful oh this was so fun Vinny yeah
2: class like I was so anxious about it beforehand I was like oh my god (laughs) no I couldn't tell at all
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. so when does your book come out where can people get it how can they follow you
2: you can pre-order the book on Amazon right now or probably on Llewellyn Um, you could also probably go to like any of your witchy shops and request that they carry it because it's definitely in Llewellyn's catalog right now. So, I mean, like I have some like friendly people who have already told me like, Hey, we ordered this for our shop, so it can be ordered. And if you go to your witchy shops and you want to like spend local, that would be the best way to do it is ask them to please order it so that you can come in and buy it there. But, um, I send everyone to the Amazon page because that really helps a lot. And that's pre-orders. Um, and it's really just kind of like the more that you order on Amazon, the more like in front of people it is. So, um, I have a link tree on my Instagram, um, that says like on the link tree, it says pre-order my book. So it's pretty <laughs> obvious. And uh, you can like go there and pre-order it. Um, my Instagram is Vincent underscore Higginbotham. That last name is really hard for a lot of people. So it's H I G G I N B. O-T-H-A-M. It's a mouthful. Your name is
1: so witchy. I was saying it the other day. Vinny Higginbotham. It's so cool. Feels like a
2: spell. I mean, it does. So listen, Vinny, Vincent. um, So like technically it's all Vincent, right? But I tell everyone that I know to like call me Vinny. But it means to conquer. So (gasps) fire. Yes. It's actually like somebody like gave me the name when I was 18. Like it's my middle name, but, um, I don't go by my first name anymore because when I was 18, like these Christians took me in cause I was homeless and the pastor was like, you know, you're not, you're, I'm, we're not going to say my first name. Um, but you're, she was like, you're not of that. She was like, you're a Vincent. It means to conquer. And I was like, mm. fuck yeah, I am. I do conquer. This is who I am. And then ever since then, it's like been more than half my life. I've been Vincent. Mm. <laughs> the iterations of vincent vince Vinny, and like i just like Vinny the best for like people who know me mm-hmm. So, oh well, um, it feels a
0: hundred percent you and your right? energy yeah <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: so yeah like people can follow me on instagram at vincent underscore higginbotham and then they can pre-order my book there i'm doing a lot of like pretty much all my instagram is right now is promotion for the book to try to like get people going like I don't have a lot of followers that might change who knows um yeah. I mean like follow me to stay up to date um the book comes out in June okay so awesome. like that time but I I definitely like use Instagram to give kind of like snippets of the book like nice. once a, week. a little yeah. Yeah. tastes
1: <laughs> yeah
0: all right well Let's wrap it up with a basic blessing, something we're each grateful for today. Mm.
2: So I've been thinking about this forever and I (laughs) am like, and I was like, when I knew that I was coming, I was like, all right, I'm grateful for, and I was like Stacey Abrams and like Betty White and like all these women, but then it really comes down to you. Like, I'm very thankful for women. I'm a dead Mm. in the wolf. And I believe that women like have so much power Mm. and I want them to know they have power and that's like all women you know like trans women genetic women like whatever like Mm. if you identify as a woman don't forget that you have power because I'm thankful that you exist that's my gratitude
1: (laughs) thank you so much for saying that I feel
0: like a tea kettle that's done like you just made me squeal (laughs) she's ready <laughs> like I just get on feminist rants like you just did, where I can't—I could start crying how much I love women and women are incredible. <laughs> you just echoed it. Thank you.
2: No I'm not ready. Leah.
1: You okay, go. okay, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> Oh, she's still boiling. <laughs> I am so grateful for you, Vinny. You nominated oh. us for the Witchies and we were nominated for two Witchie Awards last year, which was super cool. Our episode with Margaret Show. So thank you and thank everyone that voted. Hi, <sighs>
2: yeah. I just love you guys. I really believe in y'all.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
2: I tell everyone, I'm like, listen to this podcast. Like it's the best. I'm a super fan. Like I'm definitely a fan <laughs> of the basic Witchies. Yes. Stan, like I wrote into you. <laughs> right? Like more than once. I'm like, here have candles. Like I love- <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you so much. We
1: love you. <laughs> oh,
0: I obviously echo both of those basic blessings mm-hmm. and I am grateful today for my health and all the listeners and supporters like you, Vinny, because yeah. we're so lucky to have so many of you and mm-hmm. it, it helps produce the show. Um, so, right. <sighs> So, so, so grateful for my health and our
1: listeners. Witches, this show is made possible by listeners like you who contribute on our Patreon.
0: If you want to join the Basic Witches Coven, become a patron. And as a thank you for your support, we'll give you all kinds of witchy goodness, like card readings and custom art.
1: We'll see you in the coven. Hexo, Hexo, Basic Basic Witches. witches. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm op oh, oh, op 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 above, above, above,
0: Basic witches.